Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos for here come the dreamers. Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets, butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright. Welcome the dreamers with all of our minds. Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. listening to the music of the Mark Zaleski band featuring Mark Zaleski on saxophone and Mark is right here in the barn can't wait to share you with the world hi Mark (laughs) hey Julie how are you I'm good Mark writes um, jazz kind of rock pop fusion I heard some swing in there Oh, I heard yeah. a little bit of a swing. Oh, in yeah. That. I yeah. I can't help it. It's there. Yeah. I know. And it's cool. And your brother, Glenn Zaleski, is on the keys at the piano, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yep. So everyone's going to say, so wow, are they like a, um, a musical genius family? Did you come out of a, a family of genii? Well, you know, it's funny. Actually, I don't have any musicians in my family. Uh, not that I know of. Not professional musicians, anyway. Um, Other than your brother who developed it, the talent when you did. Yeah. I mean, we both started at the same time. My, my mother is a school teacher in Boylston, Massachusetts, and she used to take us to see. It was, it was just a public school, middle school band or something like that, jazz, middle school jazz band. And um, so she would take us to concerts. That was the first live music exposure that I can remember. I, that was definitely what... I saw a bunch of kids playing shiny saxophones. I really wanted to play. I think I played first, and uh, Glenn, when he saw me having fun taking lessons, 
I think he wanted to take lessons too. Yeah. So next thing you know, we're both playing and and here we are now, both professional musicians. Yeah, I guess, and I so. guess rumor has it your dad made you start with clarinet because you owned one already. Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> I did start as a clarinet player. I wanted to play saxophone. There was something being a third grader and seeing those shiny things. I really yeah. wanted to do it, but yeah. His... Tell me about the first ripping solo that changed your parents' mind and can you know convince them you had oh a yeah well yeah. <laughs> well it kind of started because my dad made me play clarinet because uh, i think his brother played one they had one in the family he said you play a year and then i'll get you a saxophone you know and i said okay well i'll see how it goes but i, I guess i played a ripping solo on jingle bell rock <laughs> in fourth grade and <laughs> like hey my son might make something of himself yeah, yeah. And he decided that i was worthy of a saxophone and yeah. uh and since then he plays a little bit of guitar too and that actually really inspired me but those are my first musical memories for sure yeah because what parents. what i'm i'm gathering is that you just really went the the school route and then private lesson route and just high school just really working hard until you're 18 and uh, playing with your brother, playing out with your brother, any chance you get in, mm -hmm. in Worcester and cafes and clubs. and Yeah, I feel really lucky for that experience, to be honest. I mean, first of all, just the fact that Glenn ended up, you know, um, just being, he became not only a really great brother, and, but like an amazing musician, like literally brilliant. I mean, he was like just absolutely tearing it up since he was like 14. Who's he playing with in New York now? He's working with Ravi Coltrane regularly. He's working with Flage Lund regularly. He works with Gilad Hexelman regularly. York, yeah. He works with Desron Douglas. I mean, like, I can't even really keep track. Ari Honig, I can't even keep track of it all, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, like, That's yeah. my brother. But yeah. the cool thing was, <laughs> you guys played out together, and, and you're 18, and somebody says, hey, tell me, you should audition for this place, and what? Yeah, so by the time I was 18 years old, I actually wasn't sure I was going to be a musician. I thought about going to school for business or marketing, and, you know, I didn't want to quit. I was going to keep playing, but I didn't know what I wanted to major in music, and someone's like, you should, I'm auditioning for this program called the Dave Brubeck Institute. You should send a tape, and I guess because you used to tape things back then, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and I said, okay, I mean, I, I recorded some stuff for some college auditions. I'll just send it, but I'm not really at that level, and it was like a sign. I got a phone call that said, we're going to fly you to California. You know, Christian McBride's going to decide, you know, the great Christian McBride Ooh. is going to decide mm -hmm. who's going to get picked for this thing. And I'm in the next thing you know, I'm in California by myself in a room at Yoshi's Jazz Club. Christian McBride's watching and I'm playing with these great guys. And I don't even remember what the playing was like. I they remember being nervous. They were picking six total people. Six for the total program. around the world. And I was just like, all right, let's just do this thing. And I... Uh, <laughs> Were you I nervous? It. I was nervous, all right. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, I heard so many great musicians there that it kind of calmed my nerves, mostly because I was so confident I wasn't going to get it. You know, it was <laughs> like, like, well, I might I as well lose? have some fun, you yeah. know? I mean, these are great guys. So I did, and next thing you know, I got accepted. So it was, they, you know, they fly you out there. They let you play with Dave Brubeck and Christian. Dave was alive at the time, and so I got to meet him and work with him. Uh, it was amazing. I mean, I can't believe I was given that opportunity so young, and that really is what made me decide. Wow. And tell me your your first impression of Dave Brubeck. What kind of a guy was he? He was the sweetest guy I've ever met. I, I, can't, I can't believe. Uh, I mean, he's always had a smile on his face. He always, like, 
he was so excited to see to see us anytime that we were there we were like his little grandkids or something you know like he was in his 80s he wanted to see you succeed he wasn't competing with you it wasn't like yeah it was definitely i mean the the fact that he even started that program at his age because we were the second year of the whole thing and he was in his 80s at the time and i mean there's a real there was a real dedication to the preservation of this music and the future of it and uh i'm just so thrilled that you know to this day that he and his wife iola took uh, me and then two years later, Glenn got into the same program. Wow. But when he graduated, so that's so. your your course. So now I want to jump into your to introducing this piece that we're going to start with, Mark in the Park from your brand new album, the Mark Zaleski Band. Um, days, months, and years. Is that how long it took you to write it? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, it took. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so tell us about Mark in the Park and about your style and your, your whole well, thing. Well, so this particular record's kind of cool because I play both saxophone and bass on this track. Oh, nice. You know, today, yeah. kind of fast forwarding through my life, I consider myself a multi instrumentalist, but especially on a, as a bass player and as a saxophone player. So I tracked both on this recording, which was kind of mm-hmm. a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark in the park i look at is sort of our theme song it was kind of something it's sort of meant to feature everybody in the band and the different styles of the band it's not really about anything it's our always our opener it's something that like okay. it's like a here we are kind of thing so and, uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit more about it but your your thing is the the jazz modern rock fusiony thing so everybody open up your ears and let's hear mark in the park and then we'll kind of you know backfill talk a little bit about it see what we're, we're hearing okay sounds good to me all right
You're listening to Dream Farm Radio. My guest is Mark Zaleski. We're going to take a short break and be right back. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and I've got Mark Zaleski here with his band. And now you're going to introduce to us Epistrophe. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Epistrophe is uh, a Thelonious Monk composition that I sort of arranged, deranged, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely not. It's, if you know the tune, this version doesn't sound exactly like it. Um, but Why did I, he call it that? Yeah. You know, apparently Epistrophe... Uh, has to do it's a term that has to do with repetition and ideas that repeating ideas in not exactly the same way but making a slight alteration on them and so on and so forth and especially the original epistrophe you can really really hear that you can hear that in mind too but is well, there a motif that comes back and oh for sure i mean you can't help but hear the there's definitely like a yeah. excuse my singing but, <laughs> uh, but there's definitely like an idea that's that's very close to a to one but not exactly the same so and I guess I took it one step further and I took not just a melody and did repeated fragments of the melody but took this whole tune and I don't know Zaleskiified it in yeah a way. but <laughs> it's a piss trophy with a Y so let's hear let's hear how you did that Thank you. 
<laughs> a trophy for the repeat. That's so cool. <laughs> Guys, are you checking out the kind of the rock and the pop and the, the fusion? I love it. Um, Mark, we kind of got into this deep conversation about things that are constraints that, ha- that, that keep an artist from bringing things out. Um, I, mine has been paralyzing stage fright and, and working through that. And Dream Farm has been a huge part of that. And uh, I'm going to be sharing more about that. But I'm, today I'm more interested in you. You were mentioning that stage fright's not really an issue for you. You felt like you, you had a place on the stage. But when you were at the Brubeck thing, tell me about what you had to overcome in your head before you found your voice. Well, you know, as we were talking about off stage here, you know, there's definitely like, you know, yeah, I do feel like for when I have my saxophone in front of me, I feel really comfortable, you know, like that's kind of how I feel the most comfortable expressing myself. Um, even now, just speaking, although I teach a lot now, so I'm kind of used to public speaking. This feels a little different to me than when I'm playing a concert with mm-hmm. my horn or even on a different instrument. I just, I don't know. I've always kind of connected with that. But when I got to the Brubeck Institute, uh, because I kind of went from being high school guess, band player to yeah, a high school band player like so here is like a in just kind of a small pond here you know i jump into playing with these guys uh that are the best of the best at that age group and and some of the best of the best in general we played with christian mcbride and we played with dave brubeck and i got pretty scared pretty quickly i mean i you know and for you that manifested in you going into your room and just like well, it manifested in me practicing more than I ever had, which I look at in two ways. You know, I mean, you could look at it one of two ways, really. One, like, that's great, right? Like, mm-hmm. you finally get this, you You're willing know, to pay the price to get the chops. Right. <clears throat> but, you know, I have to admit that, like, my mental health of it, like, I, that was probably, the, especially during the first year, it kind of got better as time goes on. But during the first year, in a lot of ways, I was, like, dealing with a lot of, just mental, you know, there's just there's a lot of demons in my head yeah. at that point. It felt like I was never like, good do I enough. respect Dave Brubeck? He picked me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I doing him justice? He's so good. I, I mean, I'm, you know, like, do we I were have a seat at the table? You know? Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Dave and how amazing he is. And like, is he just being nice to me? Like at this point, I'm kind of stuck here, you know, like, yeah, I know. am I really bringing it? But with you mentioned chops? something about how you got in and you're just practicing and practicing and practicing scales and long tones and this and that. And the other thing, but it was actually kind of making you mashuga, kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. That instead of being able to translate into leaving the practice room to show up and bring your voice, what happened? I had to kind of hit like a pretty, almost a rock bottom kind of thing, you know? Like I had to kind of essentially be like, you know what, I'm just not, like I, I just kind of, at some point I would practice for seven, eight hours, not talk to anyone, not do anything, you know, get up early, skip class i hope my students aren't listening but skip class you know and like doing all that just to get in there and do whatever my teachers told me to do that i thought would make me better and honestly if i recall some of that time sometimes i was just playing it wasn't even really practicing it was like trying to make me feel good about myself like playing the things that i was but it was really keeping you actually at. from the community of making the risk so the much risk that, right yeah i mean i just i isolated myself and so i was miserable i was you know I mean, I'm generally a pretty happy yeah, guy. Yeah. I think that's kind of how, like, you know, a lot of what I feel proud about, about even the Mark Zaleski band in general, it's a real positive, it's supposed to be a really positive thing and inviting thing for jazz. But I was pretty miserable during that, you yeah. being 18, being in college, trying to do all that. Soon we were, the only good saving grace is we were playing enough, like we were playing enough high profile things that like one day we played 
I was so kind of messed up in my head about that. I didn't prepare for the concert, really. I just rolled up there and I did whatever I, like, I just didn't even really care. Like, forget it. I just have to. Forget it. I'm just going to go up there and do it. Who cares at this point? And I remember feeling awesome. Like, I just, I, I felt like free. Like, I didn't play wrong, quote unquote, changes. I didn't play, whether I played with bad intonation or what bad, tone wasn't great or not. Like, there was something like really, like, that was like, it was like all of a sudden I came out. It wasn't yeah. like what was supposed to come out of the horn. It was like I came out, yeah. you know? And so I kind of had to figure that out. Like, the, my whole life up since, um, since that time, has been trying to figure out how to recreate that. Yeah. What? Yes, I need to practice. You know, it's certainly not a matter of not practicing. You do. I'm a really specific but practice when person. But fear and constraint, it will actually shut down the real music. Big but, time. And so, what's interesting to me is that we go into this next song, Serena. This song comes out of a memory for you of being in the park and walking along the streets, just with your instrument just with your voice. So I want people to hear what Mark's voice sounds like, having worked through the terror of, of wondering whether he, he deserves a seat at the table. <laughs> and I think this song will speak for itself. Can, yeah, I mean, like, I kind of look at Serena. The, the intro to Serena is just me and John playing by ourselves without the band for a while. And uh, um, A, I like doing that because I feel like one of the strengths of the band, John and I are best friends. He was the best man at my wedding. Mm -hmm. I mean, we go back, I mean, like, you know, he's like a brother to me. Like, I have my actual brother in the band and then I also have you know it's, it's a really special thing but I think the idea to just have that unaccompanied section comes from yeah. this thought of like I used to just if I didn't want to practice there's practicing getting in the room doing what I need to do but every once in a while in order to feel good while I was in living in Boston after my time at the Brubeck Institute I would just take my horn out and go to some of my favorite parks and this or was ponds. Serena Street Serena Road yeah, Serena was Road. where one of them was well we're gonna want to get as much of it into the segment as we can so is it okay if we jump to that let's now? do it all right yeah. this is Serena <laughs> Thank you. 
listening to Mark Zaleski on Dream Farm Radio. We're going to take a short break and be right back. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Julie Lavender. This is Dream Farm Radio, and I'm here with Mark Zaleski, who has found his own voice and is going to share it with me in a song that we're going to do together. And I will have the benefit of all of that yummy training you had with Charlie Banakis and Jerry Berganzi and your NEC years. Man, you're amazing. And the Mark Zaleski band experience to, to pour into my tune. Is that all right? That's if perfectly we do this? all right. It'd be an honor and a privilege. Yeah. Good. So listen up to this solo saxophone while we're playing. I never dreamed. I never dreamed My road would have taken me away But here I am As if I had long been bound Thank you. 
That was one of the best experiences I've had here in the barn with a guest artist. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That was lovely. What a beautiful song. Oh, thank. Well, thanks a lot. And I'm, I'm thinking about your multitude and experiences of, of playing all around the world and at festivals and touring and, you know, Turkey, South Korea, you know, and here. Thank you oh, for sharing that with me. Thank you. I want everyone to hear. Um, about this last song, Katie's song, and here, who's on your album, too? Yeah, well, first of all, you're listening, if you're on the tracks of my album, you're listening to John Bean on tenor saxophone, you're listening to Glenn Zaleski on piano, you're listening to Mark Coccio on guitar, you're listening to Oscar Suhanik on the drums. That's you're listening to my dog, actually, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also listening on the on Bigfoot, you're listening to Danny Weller on bass, you're also, on the other tracks, you're listening to me on bass, where I play both. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie's song is a special one to me because it's about a friend of mine that I lost at a very young age. She was 22. She was very, uh, we grew up together, you know, we've known each other since we were three years old. And it's, I wanted to write a song that was a tribute to here that kind of gave me the chance to kind of vent through my horn cry essentially mm-hmm. but also write something that she would like yeah. she had a lot of the very similar music taste that i had with classic rock mm-hmm. and we'd go to concerts and the whole thing so i tried to combine both in in what is Great. katie's song yeah. well let's hear your voice and katie's voice
Mark Zaleski, what a privilege to have you on the show. I'm glad we finally arranged that. And everyone can hear about you on Mark Zaleski, Z-A-L-E-S-K-I, right? MarkZaleskiMusic.com. Okay. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for sharing your music. Let's buy it, everybody. Come on. Life is short. you got to own some great jazz. And uh, Mark, I can't wait to hear you at the Beantown Festival maybe next year and hear about oh, more so. places yeah, you're playing. Yeah. You were there this year. Gosh. Yes. All over the place. Yes. Wow. From... Um, Jingle Bell Rock to the moon. <laughs> Come on. Such, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a delight. I promise to do it again soon. Okay. Deal. All righty. Thanks for listening, everyone. For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who touch their dreams.